Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, let's rock and roll. Oh, shit. Wrong podcast. No, just joking. Hey, uh, welcome, sports fans. This is Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 456. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk about some football tonight because there's lots of neat things happening in football. We don't have a football season. We always know that there's no football season. It's not a new thing. But uh, crazy shit's still happening. People are still talking about Halifax. I can't get over that. Will, he's just like seriously trolling these guys over what? Just no, 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 don't start reboot my, somebody noticed just came up, wanted to reboot my computer. Shit, that would be the end of the show. Uh, anyhow, yeah, so uh, he, Will's just happy, having fun trolling them blue nosers and uh, to see what's happening and where all sorts of things. Anyhow, uh, what do we got to talk about tonight? Uh, what was I going to talk about? There was something I was going to talk about. Oh, uh, hey, Eddie Van Halen died. Man, can you believe that? I didn't know he was sick as he was. He's had cancer for 10 years, been in and out of hospital, flying back and forth to Germany for special treatments and all sorts of stuff. So he got throat cancer and it spread up into his brain and he died. Um, he was still touring not that long ago. Uh, and his son, Wolfgang, he's the bass player on, on Van Halen. Now, Anyhow, I'm not a big Van Halen fan. In fact, they've got 34 studio albums. I don't think I could name four songs. Um, I think, you know, Eddie Van Halen, amazing guitarist, amazing guitarist. He started the band up. He's the creator of this band 100%, but he also killed it by getting rid of David Lee Roth, okay? Bringing in Sammy Hagar. I like Sammy Hagar, but Van Halen was not the same after Sammy Hagar. Every song that they came out with had the word love in it. Come on, seriously, come on. You're rock and rolls. You're hard rockers. That is not that pussy shit. Anyhow, um... Yeah, so Eddie Van Halen died at six, uh, 65 years old. Mm, okay, moment of silence. Eh, so much for that. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not a big Van Halen fan, but, uh, you know, it's kind of sad when, you know, these people are kind of like, well, maybe not you guys, but they're kind of my contemporaries, okay? Like, he's only seven years older than I am, uh, but he had cancer for 10 years. That sucks, man. That really sucks. Uh, lost a battle. Um this is the guy that was married to Valerie Bertinelli, wasn't he? Anyhow, um, not anymore because uh, Janet was his wife or something, and Wolfgang and Alex, his brother, was there, and uh, whatever. We'll see what happens. I didn't know that Gene Simmons from Kiss was a huge Eddie Van Halen or big Van Halen fan. I, I heard a couple things on Gene today, and he, he spoke very, very highly of Eddie. Anyhow, that's kind of weird. Uh Talking football. What are we going to talk about football? It's week 17 of the CFL season. Unbelievable. Week 17. There's only 21 weeks in the season, and it's over. It hasn't even started yet. Ah, geez, man. Let's uh, open up the mics and talk to the boys and see what happens, and we can talk football, because we might as well talk football with all of them. There's no point me just babbling about everything else. Uh, Let's start off right away. Uh, Welcome to the show, William. Will, how you doing, buddy? Hello, Christopher. Hey, I... uh... I never start I, I with resent. you, do I? I never start the show no, you with don't. you. Did I surprise I you? I resent that. I resent that remark that I'm trolling Halifax fans. I am not trolling Halifax fans. I am a true believer that that team is going to happen eventually. You have to. 
You have to say it out loud ten times before it becomes reality, okay? You gotta fucking believe, baby. Just let's just believe, and it'll happen. You you resemble that you. remark, right? Yeah, yeah. You're I trolling. I promise you, it's gonna happen if you just keep thinking. If you just think positive, it's gonna happen, baby. Anyways. I wasn't a Van Halen fan either. I'm not even going to talk about him. But by the way, Valerie Bertinelli was there too when he died. Apparently, him and his him, her and her son from Eddie Van Halen. They were actually married oh, okay. for 20 years. So yeah, they were. They were it was a big part of his years. life. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, and well, yeah, that, that's good. Bad. I'm glad it's, to hear that because I, I I hope that you know things you know the family gets along and everything else and whatever. Not like uh, what happened after Tom Petty, eh? <laughs> With a the daughter right. sued the mother, and the mother's the stepmother sues the daughters, and oh my god, it was a big mess. But that was very yeah, uh, random. It, it, Tom Petty died very yeah, quickly, so and nobody bad. expected that, where Eddie's been dying for 10 years. Yeah, and it's too bad, because these guys are all dying. That means me and you are getting older, Christopher, because these guys are getting older, and they're dying, and it's like, wow, 65 is too young to go. Sorry, bottom line. Yeah, you know, everybody says, okay, well, he's a hard rocker. He's been singing all his life. That's why he got throat cancer. Or he's a heavy smoker and did a lot of drugs and did all sorts of things, and that's why he got cancer. And you know what he said it, it was? He said it was from having a, what he's, he believes it to be was having metal guitar picks in his mouth all the time. Yeah, steel guitar picks in his mouth. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, and that's what he's, so. he associates it with. He just says, heavy metals in your body is not a good thing, and if you're sucking on a guitar pick, it, it's bad business. Don't do it, kids. Get the plastic mm-hmm. ones. It's way better. You can choke on those. But okay. I can't appreciate a good guitar player, and he was a very good guitar player. He, no doubt it, about without it. question, he was a very good guitar player. You know, He's one of the best. And I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I... I, I Prince is a very weird dude, or was, okay? But, man, could he play the sixth string. Okay. Uh, best, best concert I ever went to in my life, sorry. Which was? Minneapolis, I went to see Prince. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. it. I would have loved to see him. And it was his Purple Rain tour, and it was out of this oh. world. Yeah, amazing guitarist. So, I mean, yep. you know, there's, there's there's some pretty good ones out there, or was. I mean, Jimi Hendrix was uh, amazing. Uh, Eric Clapton still is, you know. But we're we're just showing our age, man. We're we're old. We're old. I mean, yeah, we shit, are. what we Bob Seger's got to be like pushing eighty now. Uh huh. That's sad. And and Bob Seger's one of my favorite uh, rockers of all time. And do you know why? Besides, he had some oh, absolutely get... amazing songs, but um, because he brought us a little bit of wonderful music during the disco era, okay? Oh, please it's, tell it's, me you're not dissing the disco era. Oh, big time. Okay, let's move on. We're going to bring in Mark here. Mark, wait, Mark, wait, welcome just to the so show. You know, no, on no, my no, way, no. on my way home tonight, on my way home tonight, I had Saturday night fever cranked all the way home in my car. Okay. Oh my God! Just Don't. fantastic tunes, fantastic tunes. Yeah. That could be the the Halifax. That could be the Halifax Schooners. You know, tune 
Saturday Good. I hope so. That way we'll never hear it. Mark, welcome to the show. I got to get rid of this ABBA freak. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. And that was the other good thing about Van Halen was they were part of the Let's Kill Disco, which they yeah. did. It took them a bit. It took them a couple albums, but they were a big part of Killing Disco. Yeah. So we have them to thank for that. It just it me. It just disco just did not work for me. Uh, can't say I wasn't there. I was there. I lived it. Uh, right at the end of it. Yes, did I? Please, 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 yes, please, I. no. And uh, no, there's no way in hell I would be listening to the Bee Gees ever. <laughs> Not, never. Not on purpose. I'd get up and leave. Uh, so how you doing, buddy? Anything new? Dude, you, you had your uh, one day at work, and, and now you're back at home. Meet up. Yeah, had my one day at work. Got all tired out. And, uh, yeah, back at home doing not much of anything. Uh, new, what's new, though, you know, we've got Will, who's a little over a month of not smoking. we got Charles, who, judging by the picture he posted today, is half the man he used to be. I, it great. looked amazing, absolutely amazing, that, Charles. I just want you to know that. You looked awesome. Mark, Mark, that statement can be taken more, more than one way, so hopefully it's oh, a good I way. Oh, I can be. You know which way it's going. Of course. And I actually, <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in a week. You haven't? No. Baby steps. Wow. Yep, hey, a week's a week. This is, this is awesome. Yes, so we're all doing something. Might I Might I add that I had my yearly physical yesterday, Uh-oh. and my, do- my doctor looked at me and said, how come you have such great numbers for a big guy, is all she said. Okay. So there you go. Is that all she said? She didn't say drop them and bend open it. Never mind. Uh, anyhow, just looking at rockers who are in their mid seventies, and there's Linda Ronstadt. Oh man, was she a very amazing looking when she was younger? Hey, eh? oh god, drill. Okay, that was one of my hots. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. For a so Wednesday you, night, middle of the you, week. You dropped, a, you dropped a fair chunk of weight, did you? A little bit. What's a little bit? Pardon? You don't want to stay on the show? Uh, That's okay. Well, no, no. It's, it's about around 30. I, I haven't checked in a, few, in a little bit, but around there. Well, it's good for you, man. Yep. It, it, it's, it's only a good thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, what's going on? Anything new? Anything interesting we've got to talk about? We've got a few things on the yeah, agenda here. Put the agenda together. I mean, it, 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 that's like my toughest job of the week is putting an agenda together for, uh, I, you've <laughs> for the done show. Some, because there's, you know what? There's some really good article, good subject matters on here, except for this Alex Singh. This week was pretty good, actually. This, is, what a waste this, of this effort. week was better than other weeks. Yeah. There's a couple but, of things you know, in here that I really just I, I don't want to talk about Cody Fajardo, but anyhow, I was we will. Trying to find whatever I could. Yeah, yeah, we 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 can. If deal we have with other that. topics, okay. I have no problem talking about other topics. Well, we're going to talk about U.S. expansion because uh, that seems to be a big topic in the uh, uh, Let's Talk CFL page, and uh, we're going to do that. And, and we might as well just give a big shout out to Rudy Peterson. 
Uh, he's a he's a listener of the show and uh, was chatting back and forth on the on the thing. And uh, hey, we'll go from there. But uh, thanks for listening, bud. Appreciate it. And your your name name spelt the same as like Rod Peterson. Is that uh, any relation there? Oh God, no. Please, never mind. Uh, Don't insult the man. <laughs> just joking. Okay, uh, let's talk about football. Let uh, last week football. Okay, we, yes, it's virtual football. Yes, we do it with a, a, a randomizer dice game. But uh, we we play football every week. And uh, last week we only had three games. We had the BC Lions in Toronto. Uh, points were split at five. Uh, BC was hot. Toronto was is hot. And uh, the dice rolled down, and uh, BC actually bought the farm on that one. They they did not play well at all. Only scored 18 points with the bonus. Uh, Toronto, on the other hand, uh, came out with 59. So uh, Toronto uh, won this game. The Argonauts won the game. Uh, Mark's the only one that picked the Argos, so he's got two points for that game. Ooh-wee. Uh, second game was the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Montreal. Hamilton is the higher-ranked team, but barely. Uh, split five and five. Uh, just so the, in case you guys don't know, what we do is we give five points to the team that has won the most amount of games this year, and five points to the home team, home field advantage, so to speak. So that's just a bit of a bonus here. So they split in every game this week. Um. So Hamilton went into Montreal and Montreal spanked them 52-29. Tiger Cats dropped another one. Uh, and then the third game was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Edmonton to play the, the Oilers. And, oh, oh, hang on, just back up for a second here. On the other game here, Charles picked Montreal, Will picked Montreal, uh, Mark and CJ both picked Hamilton. So, uh Charles and Will got two points there. The third game was Saskatchewan into Edmonton, and again, the points were split. Edmonton Eskimos, 68. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 40. So, Charles, you picked Saskatchewan. No points there. Will, you took Edmonton. That was a tough one for you, eh? You didn't know who to pick. Uh, Mark, you took the Riders. No points there. CJ and Will pick up two points each. So, for the week, Charles got two. Will gets four, Mark gets two, and CJ gets two. So Will closes up a little bit on the back end. Uh, so we got the podcaster standings after week 17. CJ's 85 points. Charles is at 79, back six points. Uh, Mark is a little bit off the pace there with 57. And uh, Will's in the back end with 49, closing up on Mark. I don't know whether or not he can do it or not. He's eight points back. He needs four victories to tie Mark. I guess that's really possible. We still have, what, four four weeks left. All you need to do is pick up two extra points per week on Mark. You can do that, Will. Raw, raw, go, Will. I'm cheering you on just like you're cheering on the schooners. Uh, <laughs> so the standings, the league standings are after week 17, you have the BC Lions top of the league with 12 wins. Saskatchewan with 10 uh, then we have Calgary with nine, also Toronto with nine, but they also have a tie. So they're a little bit higher than Calgary, but another division. 
So BC and Saskatchewan have locked up playoff positions. Toronto has locked up a playoff position in the East. Uh, following down in the West, we got Edmonton with six victories and Winnipeg at five. Saskatchewan's got the tie with Toronto, so they're actually a little bit higher than what? They've got 21 points in the season. BC's got 24. So I don't know if BC's going to hold on to the top spot. We'll see what happens. Riders are coming on strong. Uh, in the East, Toronto with nine and a tie. Ottawa at eight, closing up the ranks there. Hamilton sucking the back end here at four wins. And Montreal. Montreal's got two. Oh, my God. Sounds like a typical Montreal season. Too bad for the Alouettes. But. We do know one thing about the Alouettes. They have an awesome owner, okay? Awesome owner. This Gary Stern, I'm really starting to like him. And his father-in-law, uh, Sig Sigler. Sid? Sid? Sig. Sig. I think it's Sig. Uh, Spiegel. Spiegel, that's it. It's Spiegel. Sig Spiegel. And they own a, a, a metal um, foundry steel manufacturing company, uh, and uh, in the Toronto area, Hamilton area or something. I don't know. But they're, um, they they own the Alps. They bought them last year. And they really want to change things. In the- I, I definitely like that. So what's the article all about here? We're, we're going to jump around a little bit here today, guys. So bear with me because we're going to have fun. Because why not? I just want to talk about Gary Stern. Because things can happen. Okay, so Al's owner, Gary Stern, on the state of the CFL, the sport has changed, but the league has not. 100% agree with him. We've been saying this for how long? I don't know. It's it's just... Do you have any questions? Wow, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Is he right? Mark. League's changed. The league has. One hundred percent, he's right. We we've been following this forever. I know nothing about this guy, and he's done nothing but impress me. Yeah. He he could be my favorite new owner. Well, out of all the owners, including the community-owned teams, he's the only one that's coming out and saying things need to change. You don't even hear from the other owners at all. No. Unless it's a fluff article about how they feel bad for making everybody take pay cuts and everything else. That's about all you hear from the other owners. And he's right. We all know he's right. But to the idiots sitting around the boardroom table know he's right. That's the problem. You know, and, and his quotes here, you know, young people want to be part of something. They, you know, they want to be involved with something. We have an excellent product to offer. It's up to us to make the show more entertaining, not just football, but it has to be an event. And Montreal seems to be always the city that tries to make the events bigger. Well, Ottawa did pretty good with their wet T-shirt, didn't they? Got to give that one to Lonnie. <laughs> Marty Gras. When you consider where Montreal plays, they have to do something. Have you been to McGill Stadium? No, actually, I have not. It's as old as it looks. Yeah, well. It's, I, I, it's not conducive to football. It may have been at one time, it's not now. Hmm. 
Percival Molson. I'm actually concerned that, uh, you know, an organization like Molson would want to put their name on the stadium. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, I know. Charles, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, he's bang on here. He, he, uh, I think he's um, right, uh, right on the money. I mean, you look at every other sport. Sports uh, leagues evolve. Sports evolve. Uh, they evolve by the rules. They evolve by the teams and so on. But they can't just. Um, you can't just say we're going to be the same way year after year after year and no evolution, and expect people to come running back. The CFL's attendance has dipped. They've got to give something new for people to start coming back. You'll always get the diehards, but it's the casual fans that, uh, you know, you got to look at some of the successful we talked about. Well, of course, the wet T-shirt people, like you said, with the Gliebermans in Ottawa and stuff like that. But even look at um, back in the early 90s when the Argos' uh, attendance started to drop off somewhat. And then Bruce McNall and John Candy and Wayne Gretzky um, bought the team. And they started bringing in high-profile halftime acts and this and that. And they brought in Rocket Ishmael and so on. And they were evolving to get fans back in the building. And you have to do that. And, and they the problem were, it is... It was working. It was working. And the problem is, is that there's too many owners out there that just don't don't evolve. They just want the just same thing year in, year out. And you'll get the traditionalists, oh, it's the same game that always has been. We we don't want it to change at all. No, that's not the recipe for a uh, a successful league. That's the recipe for a league that will get stale and start losing fans like they've already done. No, you have to be evolving. You have to make changes. You have to keep it fresh. Otherwise, people will get bored with your product. That's why if you see a a TV show that's been on for a while, they'll start introducing new characters for people to come watch. It's just obvious. I mean, what he's saying isn't rocket science, but what he's saying is bang on true. So, I mean, the Edmonton Eskimos were doing a whole pile of things. Uh... At the, in their halftime shows and stuff last year, 2019. And everybody was dissing them for that. Why? There was the traditionalist again, the people that were saying, oh, stop changing things. We want it to be uh, the way it is. And... And I'm not doing it to insult people, but a lot of the times the traditionalists are, you know, they're older people that have been around since the 60s and 70s and got used to it. But these changes aren't necessarily for them. It's for younger fans, fans uh, from the generation that they um, maybe have missed that they're trying to get back into the building. So that's what they're for. Uh, You know, I understand that and I appreciate it. Fans that you're trying to get into the building aren't in the building at this particular time, then why are you doing this to the other people? To the people who are there that are paying good money to it, right? So it, it's kind you're of trying a catch-22, catch right? Right, sure. You know, 
I, I, I've never gone to a concert expecting to see a football game, and I don't think anybody's going to a football game expecting to see a concert. It's, it's, right? So, you know, the halftime acts, I'm not sure if that's the draw that the young people need. I mean, no, I, I but think it's at least an effort. It's something. Yeah. It's, a, it's an attempt. And I'm not saying that's the only thing. That's just one thing I see it. But I mean, there. I mean, it's just something that draws people, and you want them to come in. And even if they're not necessarily huge football fans, if you got a draw for a concert, they come in, they watch the game, and hey, maybe they enjoy the game, and then they come back. So I think that's kind of the thinking behind it. It's kind of like what Winnipeg does. Uh, Forty bucks gets you into the stadium and gets you a beer. It doesn't get you a ticket. To, like, it doesn't get you a seat. It just gets you in. The amount of younger people that go, they catch a band or two because there's a band at ha- uh, before the game, there's a band at halftime. They have a couple of beers, and then they head out for the night after that. But the bombers they, are they don't stick around to the end of the game. Oh, rarely. That's not why they're there. If that's what it takes to get people in... A lot of times it's guys, younger guys, now the girlfriends will come. That the girlfriends will just hang out and have a couple of beers or whatever. So how is that beneficial? People in the stands. Yep, they're in the building. They're in the building, but how? you're not turning them into fans. You do slowly. You do slowly. You, they get used to going. They do start watching. But it, at the start, you've got to get people in. It, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being crit- I'm not being critical of what no, they're no, doing. No. I'm just having an, a, a constructive conversation here and yeah. and making you, you defend your position. Winnipeg and Regina have been taking seats out and making them standing room. The traditional sit in your seat all game is disappearing. Yeah. Winnipeg, you don't have to sit in your seat at all. You can watch the entire game walking around the concourse. Yeah, that's a sad thing about BC Place. You can't see the the game from the concourse. No, you can't. Saskatchewan, for the most part, you can see from everywhere, too. Winnipeg took out, I think it was about fifteen or 1,600 seats and just made them standing room. And they're they're filled all the time with young guys. Interesting. It's very interesting. It's different. different. Yeah. Charles, what would you think if we, just inside the concourse, um, we took out a section of seats and made a walk around on concourse level? You'd have seats above it, but you'd have this walking. Now that would work. But how are you going to see the game? Like you just said, you can't see the game from the concourse. No, no, no. I'm saying make a, a concourse inside the stadium. Oh, I see what you mean, in where the seats are. Um, yeah, take out some of the seats and build an air, a walking area around there. That would be interesting, actually. The BC no, place but, has, tr- but it, it wouldn't split, really work. Though, because but, there's seats up behind, right? 
Do I don't have think to put this that, concourse level at the top? That's the problem. I don't know how you would effectively do that. Now, the Lions have tried it because the last two seasons, they've had the one end zone, which they called the beach party zone, where they have, like, a DJ and stuff like that, and you get decked out. They give you, like, straw hats and stuff like that. No, it actually hasn't been too bad. That section has actually been relatively full for most of it. I mean, they're at the disadvantage of someone like, say, Saskatchewan or Winnipeg, where they have, like, the rum hut and stuff like that down there where you can put that. BC Place really doesn't have a place where you can do that. And I even no. remember, and C, uh, CJ will remember well, this, back in back in uh, when uh, in Abbotsford here when they had the um, the lingerie football league, they had the BC Angels. Oh yeah, I remember and that. They all they also had a section there, kind of like that, down in behind because they're they were in a, obviously their arena and hockey arena, but behind one of the end zones where you had like bars set up and you could stand down there in standing room. So they had that down there too, and that was also kind of a – I was down there a couple times as well. So that's kind of a, a good idea, but BC Place, they really don't have a spot for that. The upper deck, when the upper deck was open, there, and, and there was only one side of the upper deck open, right? Where mm-hmm. They closed down yep. one side, and they opened up the, the, the only I kept that other that side. I do that. Yeah, I know, but it was a, a opposite the camera. So it made it look like yep. there was more people. Um, right. On that concourse level, there was a big bar. It was very kind of homey. Right. It had a fireplace in it, and there was a band. There was a not a band, but there was a, like a uh, I don't know what do you want to call it. Uh, a small jam group was playing. It wasn't hard rock. It was kind of country folk type of stuff. But it it was kind of cool. I was up there quite a bit because mm-hmm. my season tickets were up front row of the upper deck, which was literally the best seat in the entire stadium. And uh, I really, I really, I was upset when they closed down the upper deck completely. And then I had to go down below, but, but then I ended up in club orange and everything was wonderful. Okay. Well, William, how can the Calgary Stampeders make McMahon stadium more presentable to younger people? And you're, you, being an old fart, do you actually care? There's uh, there's nothing wrong with the Calgary Stampeders Stadium, okay? It works fine. I mean, how can you make it more presentable to younger people? Well, You gotta you gotta expand the concourse for one thing. Good luck with that. Um, that concourse is so small it's scary. I, it'll never be appealing to young people. I, I, I think if you want to attract that generation, you have to buy a new stadium or build a new stadium, and that's about the best thing that they can do to that place. I think it's fine. And you know what? The people who want a drink, they have no problem finding drinks to drink. So. Did, okay, now, you, I've been to a football game at McMahon Stadium with you. And the only time yeah. that I you got up out of your seat that yeah. entire game was to go out and have a smoke at halftime. Yeah. yeah. Now that you don't smoke, would you get up out of your seat yeah. at all? Yeah, I'll probably have to take a whiz. 
That's well, funny, you're not but no, drinking anything. Uh, well, I do drink water, water and stuff like that. I, I, I probably, yeah, I probably will not uh, go anywhere. To be honest okay. with you. And Mark, uh, yeah. maybe I'll get to see if they actually have a halftime show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're not smoking anymore, so there's no reason to go out and have smoke. But you never know. I may go outside because the entertainment outside the stadium was was pretty good too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. You, you, you get all the drunks carousing around and and you know and stuff like that. It can be entertaining. Yeah. Scary. So. Scary. 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 Yeah. Mark, do you sit in your seat at the at the IGF or do you uh, wander around like the little kids? Um, I do a bit of both. Um, I sit in my seat, but then with about, say, four minutes or so left in the half, I generally go down to the lower deck and look for some of my buddies and stuff like that. And By the time I get back up, it's probably three minutes into the third quarter. But for the do most you, part, uh, I'm in my seat. Do you go to the game with the missus? Yep. Okay. So she's a fa- fan, too? She is. See, Charles goes to the football games with the missus as well, and uh, both Will and myself, our, our women, don't really know too much about football at all. And uh, I, I I took my wife to a football game once. I, I don't even know if we were married yet, so it's, it's at least 30, 32 years ago. And um, she sat there and took out the thing out of her purse and, and – used the nail polish remover and took her nail polish <laughs> off and then she painted her nails and everybody around us was bitching about the smell. And I made her promise that I would never ask her to come to a football game again. <laughs> and I, I, I never have, she's never gone to a football game with me again. I, I go downtown all by myself when I have my tickets. So my wife, and, and you know what, before in, I did. in reality, I mean, let's admit it, let's face it. If you don't know what's going on on the field, it's going to boring, a football game would probably be like watching paint dry. Yeah. But in the case so like I don't, that, say, say you guys yeah. are in Winnipeg, you yourself and Christopher watch the football game. Your wives grab a couple of glasses of wine and sit and talk. That's what they're doing in Winnipeg with the forty dollar ticket, and it gets you a drink. My tickets were eighty bucks. But yeah, beside the point. But no, it's forty bucks. But then why not just the go do that at a bar drink. where you don't have to pay thirty bucks to get in? Because they're waiting for their boyfriends to go or husbands to go with them to the bar. Uh, it's what they do. Montreal's the same thing. Montreal's hilarious. If you actually look at the crowd of a Montreal home game. Majority of them are dressed up, but they're not dressed up in Alouette uniforms. They're dressed up to go to the bar after the game. They pregame for the bar. They go to the That's football game yeah. pregame. That, those are expensive drinks to be a pregame. Um, that stadium, you can buy a 24 a beer. Really? One guy can walk up and get Yes. One guy can walk up and really? get a for. Yes, really, I've seen it. And share it with everybody. That would be so cool. You'll get ten guys that go out. 
No, I want to go there. Game, but you get ten guys that go to a football game. How long is the two four going to last? It's only two beers. Yeah, so far. So, yeah, that's what. It, when we went to the game, I kept watching these guys walking back and forth with cases of beer. You can buy cases in the stadium. Wow. Gotta love now, that. Now, in Winnipeg, the the unfortunate thing is that in Winnipeg, that would be for each person in the stadium. Correct, Will? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 At, B, at yeah. BC Place, you can buy two at a time. That's your limit. They won't sell you That's one. That's all you can buy in Winnipeg, too. Huh. And you can go to Montreal, you can buy a case. <laughs> It's different. Okay. What three things can the CFL do right now that would make this game more desirable to watch? Well, there's the easy one. Get rid of the ratio. Get rid of the ratio. That's what the CFL... I'm sorry, what's what's that? that? The talent would improve. The talent would, would improve, the game would improve, and it would become cheaper to field a team. Canadian players, good quality Canadian players, cost more than American players. Okay? So it, it's easier on the pocketbook for each team to get rid of the ratio. Not to mention the fact that you don't need as many scouts. Okay, because you don't have to field as many Canadians. No question you should be putting Canadians on the field because there are some good Canadian football players. We have proved that. Okay? The GM doesn't have to work as hard. Would it help with that if they had a territorial exemption back for Canadian players? No. No. Why do you need a territorial exemption? Each team could concentrate on the better, finding the better Canadians that way, right. like in their own backyard. But but they could. If, if, if you can find a player anywhere, younger, faster, cheaper, right? We've always said that. Mm-hmm. Why? What better? Somebody in your backyard. Oh, I know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just trying. I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to say, okay, now what if, what if, you know, down the road, next year, two years, ten years, twenty years, we expand back into America? Okay. The ratio has to be. Territorial exemptions are meaningless. Uh, why bring in something that we're, is going to be archaic by the time you know we get around to actually using? So I yeah I don't I don't see the point in that but I do 100% agree that the ratio needs no doubt about it. Now, what other things can the CFL do or can happen? Okay, not necessarily the CFL doing this, but they would have to campaign for it. And where I'm leading right now is single game betting. You want to get the younger crowd involved mm-hmm. in this game? You need single game betting. Okay, that is a government issue. It happens. It happens every game. They just can't do it in Canada. You have to do it online 
with an offshore casino, so to speak. Why can't we do it with, you know, the, 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 the lottery machines, the Kano machines, the whatever they are. Single game betting has to happen in Canada for not only the CFL, for the NHL, for, for everything. Why wouldn't they? I don't understand why the government wouldn't do this. They would make copious amounts of more money. Copious. Huge. Huge. It's true. Huge. This is what the younger generation, what's the difference between, it's going to happen. People are doing it. The money's just not going to our communities. It's going to Malaysia or it's going to, you know, the Bahamas or it's going wherever. Why would you not want to keep it in your own town? Government's got to get their head out of their ass on this one. I never thought that they would legalize marijuana, and now that they yeah. did, it was, it's a terrible idea, but that's beside the point. Um, Single-game betting is my number two choice of what needs to happen. Yep. Anybody else? What do we need to change for this league to make it happen? I was, I was thinking maybe, uh, and just, I'm just throwing it out there, okay, so you guys tell me your opinion. Um, instead of having guys, you know, peddling beer at games, you have topless waitresses. Yeah. You know? Anybody there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I just threw it out there, okay? I don't know. It might work. Okay. I, you don't, I, I, I'm, you don't I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I, I don't drink, and I would definitely, no, I don't if either. nothing else, tip her just so that she'd come over. I, yeah, I don't want to buy a beer for me, but here's five bucks. Just kind of, yeah, stand there for just a second. Keep walking by. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just, you just, every time you walk by, I give you five bucks, okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, unique. Any, William, have you besides the topless waitress, um, do you have anything else that would be uh, an improvement on this league? Man, you see, I, I I'm the worst guy to ask this question because I think for me, you don't it's think all it's broken. Product on, no, no. For for me, it's all about the product that's on the field. Can they improve on the product? Absolutely. Every year, every league can improve on the product on the field. Okay, but as far as the extracurriculars at stadiums, I don't participate. Right, and that's that's fine. So tell me how to improve the game. That's not what gets me in the door. And if that's what gets people in the door, in my mind, they're coming for the wrong reasons. Okay, what would you change to make the game better on the field? Well, we already talked about eliminating the ratio. The ratio. Yeah. Then that okay. would be huge, we, in my opinion. Huge. Yeah. We, uh, we uh, make uh, kickers illegal. Okay. <laughs> That's the other thing. They didn't know that was coming. Okay. And, um, and get that franchise in Halifax going. Well, yes, that's 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 one and and we could I think the first thing the thing they should do to make that franchise in Halifax go 
is they should make uh, Marcus Crandall the general manager. I, well, okay. I, I said that last show, I think. I, Actually, I, I think it, he should be an, an owner or something. Maybe even the, a player coach. Get him back on the field. Well, it is Marcus Crandall, after all. Well, no, and, and Nick Lewis has said that he would be willing to come back, and he's got a bunch of his cronies that would be willing to come back. And that would be a great – that would be kind of exciting the first year of the Halifax team. It would make it a novelty, but it would be cool. It would be cool. Um, yeah, I, I – I really love the CFL football game. Okay, I really love it. I really do. And and if and if there was more pure football people in the world, the league wouldn't have a problem because they would all flock to the game. Uh, Agreed. I, I mean, I I I I don't I don't understand the concept of guys going to football games and drinking twenty beers or ten beers and spending. What is it? Eighty bucks, a hundred bucks on on ten beers? When in reality, they could buy a two four and sit in their basement and watch the football game just the same, and it would be cheaper for them. So I don't know, man. I just don't know. Would I like okay. a new stadium in Calgary? Absolutely. I think it would improve the crowd experience, and we could do some fun things. But it, it's Whatever they, whatever they do is never going to keep me away from McMahon. Okay. It's for me. It's like I've told you. It's about the football. That's it. I understand, Charles. Charles, how could you change the game? What would you do to the game, to the experience, to the league, to what to make it a better draw? Not only to anybody, but for the younger generation. Uh, I would look at expansion, adding some more teams, and if that meant expanding down into the United States, expand down to the United States. I'm not one of these people that goes into the, um, goes into the, um, you know, we tried it once, let's not try it again. I think that's a foolish argument. Uh, we wouldn't have half the teams in this league if that were the case. And I don't know, maybe you expand, maybe you talk to the XFL, maybe you see if you can work something out there, but... I think you add more teams, and not to Halifax. It's not going to happen. Stop being that drum. You know that's not going to happen. I think expansion. You bring in new teams. You make them competitive, and you bring you get more excitement. You don't have. The, you still have those traditional matchups, but now you got new matchups. So I think expansion would work. Okay. Okay, I got a question for everybody. <laughs> All right, Christopher, why did you start watching CFL football? I was brought to a game when I was nine years old by one of my neighbors and absolutely loved it and uh, kept going back. Nobody, nobody, nobody in my family, my mother, my father, my two older sisters, give a rat's ass about football from that day till now. Although my mother does watch it on TV now, but she's in her nineties, um, so it was it was me. It was just absolutely it was fun. Uh, it was the Nally section in the north end of the uh, Empire Stadium that I hung out at, and you got in with a free bag of, or with a bag of chips. If you brought an b- empty bag of chips, 
that that brought uh, you were allowed into the thing that was uh, if you're 12 and under. I think it eventually turned into the Woodward's zone or something. Charles, you can help me with this one. I don't quarterback, quarterback club, club. Woodward's quarterback yeah. club, and it was all about the kids. And it was just they they threw footballs around, they ran around, they played. We never really watched the game, um, but we had fun. And uh, I I went to the game like pretty much. I would jump on a bus at 10 years old and, and go from Coquitlam all the way downtown or not downtown, but into Vancouver to watch a football game all by myself. Um, you'd never, a, a kid wouldn't be allowed to do that now. I mean, that no. would be child abuse or neglect or something, but I used to just jump on the bus all by myself and off I go transfer three times. Yeah. But it was to ex- the experience yeah, well, it was, for me. It was the football. It was wonderful. And, and you got right. to meet the players, and the players came by after the game, and you, you got pictures with them, and they gave out cards, and they did all sorts of things. Man, it was just a great experience for a kid. And that's lost. And I tried to get a uh, – uh, when I was the uh, president of the linebackers, which is – uh, I, I hate to call it the uh, fan club of the BC Lions because it wasn't. It was more of a booster club. But um, I tried to create a youth fan club, and I got so much pushback from Jamie Terrace at the BC Lions. It's amazing. And he said, oh, I'm doing something. And they went off. They built a, a youth fan club, and it failed miserably. It just absolutely sucked. And I told him it would, and he said, no, this is going to work. And I go, no, it's not. And it didn't. Nope. And I've got a fabulous plan. You know, what I did this in a, a marketing campaign years and years and years ago for a, a restaurant called the Lone Star. And what we did was we got a coloring page, a black and white coloring page, and we gave out to all the kids. And the kids colored it. And they handed it in with their name on it. And what happened was the it was for it was once a month and it was a draw for like a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever it was, right? And mm-hmm. ever all the kids wanted one. All of the kids wanted a free Xbox or PS two or whatever it was. So they, they they would color it and they'd hand it in. Well we gave one away. Every kid got second place, which was a free meal. And you can't go without a parent. So the parent had to come in and buy their meal. And more than likely, they brought the... It was one of the best marketing campaigns that they ever had. was just because this kid colored a, 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 a page. And, and they actually printed the page in the newspaper. There was a, It was like an insert in the newspaper. So every family in the community, in the neighborhood, got one. And it got mailed in, and, and that happens. Well... My idea with the Lions Club for the youth was to get a blank coloring page, digital, and email it to every kid under the sun in BC and have a contest. And they get a free kid's ticket if accompanied by an adult. You can do this for absolutely no cost. An email blast costs you nothing. All you have to do is get a bunch of line art pictures of your favorite players. You can send out one of these things once a week. I'll guarantee you the kids will be sitting waiting for the email to come in with their coloring page. 
Guaranteed. So sort of like what the Bombers are doing now. Yeah, but they're not doing it as often or as much. No, no, but sort of. The Bombers have kind of done something like that. Well, they they built a coloring book or a super superhero or something, right? Superhero book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a nice idea, yeah. but I just want one page, send it out every mm-hmm. week so that the kids are looking forward to it. And then at at the football game, put the banner, put them up in the thing, put them on TSN, whatever. Just say this child won the PS2 and, and ha- bring them down and yada, 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 whatever, right? Oh, my God, that would be amazing for the kids. I'm not talking about the millennials. I'm not talking about the 20 to 30, 35, 40-year-old kids and stuff like that. I don't know whether we've lost that generation or not. I don't know what it's going to take to bring that generation back. It might not be possible. But, hell, we can harvest the young ones. We have to harvest the young ones. And and, and to to not not do that is, is absolutely stupid and ridiculous. My third pick on what we can do to change this league overnight is an independent and powerful commissioner. I don't think that the league is going in the right direction because it's being held back by the boat anchor, archaic ownership, board of governors. And we need a, a, a progressive commissioner that's got marketing ideas, that has the ability to focus on the league and to not continue what we're doing, but to move it forward exponentially. And that's not going to happen. In, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But Gary Stern is is interesting to me. Really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I I don't know if we can do any more on this. This is a. a you know we. You know what I forgot to do. The games. The game oh, right. for this week. <laughs> I've got the sheet in well, front of me, and it's we blank. All over the place. And I've been doodling on it, and I'm going, oh, we have So let's do the game picks now that we're an hour into the show. Uh, this is going to fuck up Sparky. I'm sure he's, he's been sitting there pulling the entire episode. What are they doing? What am I supposed to do? And he goes, do I actually have to listen to the whole show? Yeah, because he can only have to listen to the first 10 minutes, then he can leave, right? I'm pretty okay, sure he picks. listens to the whole thing anyways. He probably does. You think does. so? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but There's I think he does it on demand. He listens to it tomorrow because I think we're past his bedtime. Okay. The first game up is uh, is uh, Edmonton Eskimos into Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. This is a five and five split. Edmonton higher rank, Winnipeg home. Charles, who are you taking here? Um, I, to me, I, I I lean towards Winnipeg on this one. I think. Okay, it's so you're split, taking the bombers. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with the bombers. William, you're gonna take the bombers. Winnipeg. Okay, and Mark, are you flipping the coin, or are you just being a homer? 
No, I'm going to flip the coin. Who are they playing again? Edmonton. 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 Edmonton it is. Wow, wow. you're taking Edmonton? He's taking the Eskimos. I'm as long as they don't have another name. Okay? Unless they're playing BC. Uh, so I got the Edmonton Eskimos here. The second game up is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Ooh. Uh, going into the see the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yay! Uh, this is 5-5 five and five split with the Edmonton Eskimos out at the second place in the Western Division coming up close on BC. And the Ottawa Red Blacks... Uh, I think they're, what, they're in third, second place in, in the East, but that doesn't mean dick squat. Um, five and five split. Charles, you can take Saskatchewan. You're taking the Red Blacks. Oh, boy. I took Saskatchewan last week, and it went poorly for me. But then again, I don't like taking Ottawa under any circumstances. So uh, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope it works out better for me and take Saskatchewan again this week. Okay. And William? Ottawa. Red Blacks. I knew that was coming. And Mark, flip the coin. Ottawa. Ooh, Ottawa. And I'm going to plug my nose and take the Ottawa Red Blacks for CJ. Ottawa. We're not plugging our nose at all. We're going to take the Red Blacks. Yeah. Go Loggers. Okay. And the third game of the week is the only one that has a full 10 points to one of the teams. We got the Calgary Stampeders visiting the BC Lions in BC Place. The command at the helm at the in behind center. And uh, who are you going to take, Charles? Well, I think this one's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, it is. But please say it. Uh, but, uh, but for the benefit of Sparky there, I'm going to pick the BC Lions. Exactly, and you know why we have to do that is because last week I did. You forgot. Yeah, I know, and and Sparky had a fit, but he already knew that I should have taken the Toronto Argonauts. I should have. I I, I knew that when he did that, something was mm-hmm. up. But no, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, I took he I took the BC Lions over Toronto, and it didn't happen. Uh, William, BC, BC, Calgary, BC. What? Why? BC. You lose all. Uh, you've been losing a lot lately. I don't like you doing this. BC. Okay. Mark. Calgary. Mark's taking Calgary. He's gonna. He's gonna go up on you there, Char. Uh, William. Uh, BC. CJ is taking BC. Okay. Sparky, did you hear that? Okay. Do I need to repeat it? BC Lions. Go Lions. Go Lions. Okay. And the last game, we have the Toronto Argonauts heading over to Percival Molson Stadium to play the Montreal Alouettes. I'm almost tempted to go with the Montreal Alouettes now that Gary Stern's over there. I'm kind of liking him. Uh, I'm liking him a lot. Okay, it lit 5-5 five and five on a higher-ranked team, Montreal home team. Charles, who are you going to take here? Well, I am going to go with the Montreal Alouettes here. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and William, what are you doing? Go else? Montreal. Okay. And uh, Marky. Uh, Montreal. Montreal. Oh shit! I can't make this unanimous. I'm going with Toronto. I want to change. I'm going with Toronto. Change by then. Why? I want to go with Toronto too. 
Well, you want to go with Toronto? What? Yeah. Who's yeah. who's who, are you guys fighting over Toronto now? No, he can have Toronto. Okay. I'll take Toronto. William Sparky, it's a correction. William is taking the Toronto Argonauts. So we got CJ and Will with Toronto. Charles and Mark are taking Montreal. Okay? And that's the picks for week 17. Will, I have to go with the coin flip because it needs to be as random as actually picking these games. You're not doing very well with it, so. I know I'm not. I'm not going to get a trophy from Will, so what does it matter? I wanted that trophy that one year. He never never produced it. It was all a crock. I'll send send you a pack of cigarettes, Mark. I'm good with that. Just send me the money then. Mm. What's a pack of cigarettes worth? Like twenty bucks or something? Uh, Cheap ones here. The cheapest here is seventeen fifty. Are you shitting me? I was joking. I thought they were like seven or eight bucks a pack. The the one the ones Mm. I used to smoke, Christopher, were twenty one fifty a pack. Really? Yeah. I've never I've never in my like smoke never in my life smoked. But I used to buy cigarettes all the time, and I would sell them for ten cents each to people at the school grounds. And and it's like there's twenty cigarettes in a pack, and so it'd be like two dollars, right? And and I I think I paid like seventy cents for it or something. It was just like wow. And it's twenty dollars. You could probably buy them, sell them for five bucks now. You you couldn't sell you sell them for a buck a piece, you'd lose money. Yeah, no, when people used to walk up to me and ask me to bum a cigarette, it would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You no, no. It's like or, people who ask me, do you have any spare change? No, I don't have any. None of my change is spare. Well, no, my, my, my favorite one would be walking down the street with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, and somebody would ask me if they could have a cigarette, and I'd say I don't smoke, so... <laughs> many times, many times, and watching it try to cut through the fog of what you just said is just awesome. Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so I played well with my Gary Stern uh, segment there, Charles. It lasted almost an hour. Yep. So, yeah, well, it's good. Okay, uh, we, Dave Naylor, six questions the CFL must answer. Now, is this is this similar? Are we rehashing it or? Uh, no, there's no, some there's differences. Some different things in there. There's some different. There's some different there. things in there. So let's go up there and take a look at that. Okay, Dave Naylor, TSN's Dave Naylor. This is actually not so bad. I, I don't mind Dave. Uh, how committed are the league and its nine? Nice... Yes. Well, no. This is like TSN real thing. Yeah. How committed are the league and its nine teams to playing under twenty? 2021 under whatever circumstances are necessary. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going there. Will the league be able to put fans in the stands by next June? Yeah, those things, that's it, no. Can the CFL and the CFLPA reach an agreement on changes to the final year of the collective agreement, which isn't due until expired? That's it, kind of important. May of 20. What's the salary cap going to be? Well, it's supposed to go up, but God knows it. I don't think it can. How will teams manage off-season football operations? Well, they're running out of people to manage it with. They're they're laying off everybody. 
is the league still committed to embrace international players? Well, that's kind of funny considering the uh, Randy Ambrosi's CFL 2.0 got voted down by the commissioners. By the owners. Nothing's but, been said about that, though. But but by the governors. Sorry. Nothing's been yeah, said Yeah, no, about I that, haven't though. heard anything on that, but it... On the bottom of his article, it just said, globalizing the CFL player ranks has, has been a key component of Randy, Commission, uh, Randy Ambrosi's long-term strategy to grow the league's business, but there are costs estimated to be approaching $2 million and logistics associated with this vision that add one more level of complexity during a time when the league is in survival mode. No, I, I, I cannot see this continuing it's it's it was dumb to start with i saw some merit but i didn't think that the it wasn't going to pay dividends in the next five years yeah hard to say hard to say so did you know that the league spent the league combined nine teams spent uh, over a million dollars in signing bonuses. And there was no season. And where does that go for next year? Because, you know, players are going to want the signing bonuses if they are unrestricted free agents. Hard to say. Definitely hard to say. Anything here? Any of those six things that are really important enough that we need to discuss? I like the money bit. The salary cap and all that. Where is it going to go? There's a lot of teams. Hello, BC Lions. Hello, Calgary Stampeders. With $750,000 quarterbacks that if they drop the salary cap a million dollars. And then players want signing bonuses. Uh, if you drop the salary cap by that, it, 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 it's a given there's going to be a rollback on those contracts. It's but a it's given. Also in, those art, in those articles, too, it says about the, the owners are probably going to go to the players and say, okay, we, we've all taken and we've made everybody take 20% pay cut. Yeah. Are you going to go to Mike Riley and say you're taking a 20% pay cut? Good luck. Yeah. No, I would in a heartbeat. And I don't think he would argue with it. Okay, so you're going to go to a guy making league minimum and saying you're taking a 20% pay cut? That's where it's going to be hard. You're going to a guy who's making 100000 a year. Canadian. You're taking a 20% pay cut? There, you're now making $80,000. There's some huge arguments coming. And uh-huh. with the fractured relationship, would that be the best way to put it? Fractured relationship, if there was one, between the CFLPA and the CFL? Well, yeah. <laughs> these guys it's never get along for anything. It's going to be an interesting season with all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if I like Randy Ambrosi being at the head of it. 
No, I that, don't. That's the, that's don't. the sad thing there. Um, I really don't think that that's a he's a, he's the guy to do this with. But the CFLPA is is just gonna they're gonna do what they do every time in negotiations. They're gonna t- tuck their tail and run. They're gonna grab a couple Not of bonuses. They have Not to. This time. There no, won't be a, a league. Lot of them are, a lot of them are already getting other jobs outside the league. Well, so they're just going to say, okay, it's time to move on. But then they and move then on. there is no, without the players, there's no league. So th- there's always going to be players. There's always going to be. Will it hurt next year? Yes. Will it hurt the year after? So, but we will turn around and we'll get 20. 24-year-old Americans coming up here that are going to rip this league apart, that are going to tear it up and have fun. And you're just going to do it. it, After two or three years, if the league is still around after two or three years with no players. Yes, I know. I know. The players have to be involved in this one, CJ. They can't just be given it, take it or leave it. They have to be involved in this one. They're going to get it, take it or leave it. If you want the league to grow, if you want the league to grow, then the old man, the owner is in charge, has to change, just like it has in every other league. The CFL is the only league that has zero relationship with the Players Association. Yeah, they don't strike because they've always had the players over a barrel. Well, the players are moving on now. The young kids, yeah. the XFL could be around in another year. They could be. Guess where the young kids are going? Well, we don't even know if the CFL is going to be around next year for sure. XFL only has eight teams. Okay, mm-hmm. only yeah. eight teams. CFL only has nine. I I understand that, but I'm saying is there you're not going to see this massive exodus. No, but you'll see a massive exodus of four or five year vets that you're slowly yeah. starting to see now. Great. It's starting and to I, happen. I, Players are moving go- on. It's going to happen. I, will Mike Riley the- come back and play football again? I don't know. That's a serious question. I don't know. Why would he? I wouldn't worry about the Mike Rileys. I'm talking about the guys that are three or four years in. Yeah. That are establishing themselves. They're, they're replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. But so is the CFL. We could end up with the Western International Football League again, whatever the hell it was called in the 40s. The, the, the times have changed, like we said about getting fans into the stands. Well, having this fractured relationship that the CFL does with the CFLPA, name me another league, major sports league, that has those issues. Do other leagues strike? Yeah, they do. But at the after the strike is over, they're all multi-billionaires again. Yeah, th- that money's not here. That's why I don't understand how the players can strike. So it, take it or leave it is what's going to happen. And, and yes, there are and players who are going to leave it. They're going to walk away and they're going to continue their lives. And so be it. Please tell me that the majority of football players are going to walk away from their dream. They're not. The older guys, the guys that are no. four or five years in, that have already had a year off, possibly two years off, 
depending on, like it says in the article from Naylor there, we don't know if there's going to be a season next year because we don't know if the government's going to allow it. Oh, we we've know. already established. We've already established the CFL has to have fans in the stands. If they can't have fans in the stands, there will be no season. I was going to say. And if you and go two years without the CFL, the CFL's the gone dead. at that point. It's Forget done. it. It's, it's, it's not coming back after two years. No. No. They it's can't over. survive it. They can get away with being this year. They cannot do it a second year. The, the CFL finished at that point. That's well, obvious. We, they, they, we, yeah, under the normal and existing circumstances, I agree with you. But is Toronto change. coming back? Is Toronto going to come back? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is Hamilton ML- going to come back? MSLE will. Is Ottawa going to come back? MLSE. Okay, MLSE. So you got Toronto in the Eastern Division. Montreal yeah. isn't coming back. Montreal's coming you've back. You've got one. You've got one team in the East Division. No, Montreal will come back. Two years. Mm. The guy's going to take losses for two years. Yeah, Think he's going to take losses. For, he's planning Ooh. on taking losses for the next five years. Not a hundred percent losses. Well, yeah. Which is what he's taking if he if that's two years of a hundred percent loss. Would you keep a business of two years of a hundred percent loss, Christopher? They're no. not taking this business because it's a business. Yeah. That's what people have to get over, okay? And I'm tired of arguing with your stupid bomber fans, Rudy and, and the other putts. Um, they, owners aren't here because this is a profitable situation. Yeah, and they'll move on after two years. Yeah, they won't this, move on after two years. Be, David Braley may not be alive in two years. Oh, give me a break. He's only 72 years old. And he's super healthy, right? He's not super unhealthy. He had a stroke. No, he didn't. Did he not? No, he's got diabetes, and it, and it acted up on him. I thought I remember hearing him say some that he had a stroke. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he did not have a stroke. He's a, he had diabetes, and he had a uh, an infection in his foot, and he was in the hospital for couple months because of it and that's about it that's all that I know about it I have not heard anything about him having a stroke that's news to me okay maybe I was wrong I thought I heard that but I might be I thought that was the case but I may be wrong no that, that that's that did not happen just hang on let's google David Braley's stroke uh, no, the only thing that David Braley has is he, he donated all of the money for the Cardiac, Vascular, and Stroke Research Institution in southern Ontario. That's the only thing that popped up here. Oh, okay. Okay, so if he did have a stroke, he, he's got a good place to go because he paid oh, for it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think you guys really are taking a very I, I'm not going to say negative, but I'm going to take I, I don't want and I don't want to say uneducated, but I don't think that you're looking at it from the 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 perspective 
of these guys. You're just saying that I'm they can't do this. They can't. That they're not willing league. to throw this money at this. And they go, the money that David Braley is losing this season is nothing, nothing compared to the money that he has donated to the football teams in this league that he never owned. And he's been trying to sell. He's not trying he to, sell. to sell. He wants to he sell. He wants to find new owners. But if he wanted to sell the team, they'd be sold. Finding new owners would be selling the team, wouldn't it? He needs to find somebody who will take care of the team like he is, and he is prepared to dump money hand over fist into this team until that happens. Okay, so that's one owner. What do you do with the community teams? Three of them. I don't know about the community teams. I said right from the very beginning, the community teams are the ones that are hardest hit, but that depends on whether or not the community teams have the supporting of the of the governments that are behind them. Two two years of no football. Two years of no marketing. Yeah. Well, two what's Winnipeg going to do money. with their football stadium if they don't have a team? What's Saskatchewan going to do with theirs? What's Edmonton going to do with theirs? What's well, Montreal going to do with theirs? What's Calgary going to do with theirs for two years? Not one. My, two years. my point being is, will the, the Manitoba government support the Winnipeg Blue Bombers financially because they're not playing for the next two years. Considering they have that we've to, got a consi- because considering you, we have a conservative government, don't ever say that. You do not you know Brian Pallister and the political situation here. <laughs> you don't Mark, know. Mark, just I don't financially, know. you cannot have a, a football stadium with a 20-year mortgage without a football team. They've got a soccer team to put in there. Yeah, but they're not the going to make the money. played. Oh no, they're not going to make anywhere near the money. But then it's at least being used. You've no, that's not going to happen. Okay. The, the, the community teams. Edmonton would be the one I would be most concerned about because Commonwealth Stadium, you could knock it down and nobody would miss it. The the CFL. I'll keep going back to it. Is the only league with. Zero relationship with the PA. And it is included in the David Naylor article, I believe, there, about just they have to be involved in this. If for nothing else, they all have binding contracts. Who do? The players. It's in the article. They don't have binding contracts. They've signed three-year contracts, two-year contracts. Yeah, but they can One be let go at any time. It's not a binding contract. According to Naylor, they've got contracts that need to be honored. So <laughs> the CFLPA has to be involved. You can't just go take it or leave it. This is it. You can. Yeah, sure. We'll get a bunch of 24-year-olds that nobody in the country is going to be able to identify with and are not going to go and watch. They are going to go and watch it because everybody here is drooling for football. Will will be at the game because he misses football. He doesn't care who's playing on that's, the team. That's us four. That's us four. Yeah. BC's crowds with high-end players. Calgary's crowds with high-end players. Winnipeg's crowds with high-end players. There's no sellouts in those stadiums. 
the only game Winnipeg sells out is uh, Banjo Ball. That's it. Yeah. I know. I know. The players have to be involved. The players make the league, too. The fans and the players, not the owners. The owners don't make the league, man. The players and the fans make the league in the CFL. I, I, I disagree. I don't think the players make the league. The fans do, oh, without question. You know what? If they came back and a bunch of their stars were gone, it's not, it's going to have a adverse effect any season. It's it's not going to be oh well. It's going to make no difference. It, it's going to have an effect. There's oh, no I, I didn't say it, it wasn't going to. The next three years, four years is going to hurt in the CFL. No question. No question. We're not going to have the same players come back. No question. I'm not arguing or debating that. But the players that are here are going to stay. Hmm. We're going to lose some, no doubt about it. We're going to lose some to the XFL. We're going to lose some to retirement. We're going to lose some to uh, their future career. We're, we, we always do. Yeah. BC Lions don't have G. Roy not Simon scale, and though. Brent Johnson and whatever else. No, not to the not scale. Not on this scale, though. No, I'm not arguing. You can't compare this to any other time. Right. But the fans fans will know that the league is hurt, the teams are hurt, the COVID Mm -hmm. has caused damages, and the fans will support their team because, bottom line, they're not there to support Mike Riley and Brian Burnham. They're Mm -hmm. there to support the BC Lions. To an extent. Oh, yeah, because to 10 years extent, from now, none of those players will be there. Right. 10 years Charles, from now, the every, games, team will, every team will look different. Charles, when you go to the games, do you see more jerseys with Riley's or Burnham's name? Yes. Or even McCallum? Or do you yes. see a, a jersey like CJ would have that had .08 on it and beer me? What do you see? You don't, but but you know CJ does get a lot of comments because his mm-hmm. his jersey is quite a uh, quite unique. Uh, original yeah. and unique. But yes, you do see the mo- players with the jerseys on it, then the players' names and so on. You don't see many blank jerseys. You don't see many people with their own names on their jerseys. The players are a drawing card. Let's, let's be fair. Okay, okay. I, I, okay. I just, I, hang saying. on, hang on, just for a second. Let me interrupt just for a second. Charles, if you go to the BC yep. Lions right now, what is the number one player name on the back of a jersey that you see? I don't what know player? for a fact. I would probably say Mike Riley, but um, I but would say Big Hill or Solomon Aluminium. Well. Yeah, and of neither those, one yes. of them play for the Lions anymore. Right. So it doesn't matter. Well, they're still identifying with the player. That could be that people just don't have the money to shell out for a new jersey. So be it. They've already bought one. The players moved on. Right. The players have moved on. The fans still go to the game. Right. That's my point. It doesn't matter who's wearing the jersey on the field. The team, the player, the fans are going to be there to support the team, and there'll be new Mike Rileys, and there'll be new Adam Big Hills, and there'll be new Brian Burnhams, because but it evolves. The fans are there to it's always the has. Team. Otherwise, I'd be stuck with a Joe Cap jersey. If the fans are there to support the teams, where are the fans? 
We're not allowed to support there. the team right now. There, when the, okay, last year's crowds. Who can say Mark, their crowds were higher than the year before? Not many. So, but please tell me that the fans in BC that do go to the games are not hardcore fans. Of course they are. I'm not just saying mm-hmm. BC, Christopher. I'm saying okay. every, including Winnipeg in this. Look at Toronto, Montreal. Montreal can't sell out a 20,000-seat stadium. You're confusing issues right now. No, there's got to be changes across the board. There mm-hmm. is. There has and to be. No doubt about that. GFL, but, and one of them is the players need to be involved. The players have a stake in this. The, let, let's just put it this way. The owners I cannot completely just go in and run roughshod over the you can The owners cannot go in and just run roughshod over the players. Uh, that's bad for business. You have you to know, have every, a, every time that we have had a uh, CBA argument going back and forth, going back and forth, every time that we said, oh, we're going to have a player strike, everything else, everybody says you've got to include the players and they've got to get this and they've got to get that, they've got to get this. And at the end of the day, I, from day one, I always say that's not going to happen. This is what's going to happen, and it's going to get rammed down their throat. And I, hundred percent of the this time, this is not. This is not typical CFL. Bullshit! It's though. not. This it's is exactly it's typical. Not. It is. No, it's not. They're they're renegotiating one year. One it, year. Go ahead. It's a renegotiation. Go ahead. Do, do you not understand the term renegotiation? Yes, I do. Will there so be concessions? The owners, yes, there will be concessions. Who would but the they're, not going to be they're not going to be extreme. They're not going to be extreme. Who said they were going to be extreme? I'm saying, and I've been saying all along, the players have to be involved. Hence the term negotiation. Right. Okay. The league is going to turn around and say, we currently have a $5.3 million salary cap. We need to reduce it by $1.7 million. Here it is. How are we going to do it? And yes, they're involved, and they're going to say, "Well, There's we don't want it stuff. to be. We don't want it to be reduced by 1.7 million dollars." And the owners will go too fucking bad. No, then they have to get into individual contracts. Negotiate. Yes. No, that's there up to, to each team. That's got nothing to do with the PA. Mm-hmm. The PA does not do individual contract negotiations. This one, they may have to. This is they all don't. brand new. This is not normal. And the thing is here is the players have more strength here because they've still got a one-year deal in place. In other situations, it's expired. The players can simply just say, well, we're not going to renegotiate. You're, we're going to go on the, the um, agreement as is. And it states that and, in the and Naylor the article. Yeah, and the owners have to go by it because it's a signed agreement. You can't, if you're going to be renegotiated, it's got to be agreed to by both parties. It can't be imposed. That's illegal. The collective bargaining agreement is a legal document. So if it's going to be renegotiated, both parties have to agree to it. it it's not just an owner saying, well, this is what it's going to be. That doesn't work in this situation because you have a legal working document currently. This is why it's different from if it's a CBA where it's expired. Because at that point, the CBA is expired. There is no legal document in play at that point. Here it is. 
the collective agreement expires in May of 2022. Right. Okay. Okay. So you might as well just say at the end of next season. Right. Okay. Okay. We don't know if there's going to be a next season. Right. Okay. So if the, if the players association doesn't concede to the concessions the owners can just say, well, you know what? It's just going to be too hard for us in 2021. We'll see you in 2022. And the fans may say, screw you. We won't exactly. come back. And what and are they going to do? What fans. are the fans they going to do? They will come back. They will come back. No, they won't. Why? Why do you say they won't they, come back? We're talking Why? about the younger generation. You've been talking about getting We don't the have the younger generation. generation. We've already proved that. Yeah, you're trying to get them in, right? We're not by doing being, anything to try to take them in. By being, okay, so we're going to change, and we're going to try different things to get them in. Guess right. what? And we'll, when you're we'll, not we'll do for that two in 2022. Years, when, you're, when you're not playing for two years, they you're don't done. Know you're playing now. In this sports, in this sports landscape, this is a different landscape. Yeah, because a lot of huge, massive fans have never set foot in IGF, not once. They've never gone to a game, yet they're huge fans. If there is nothing, they're gone. They will Where find are they going to go? Else. They'll find something else. They'll what? turn the channel. They turn the channel to the NFL. They turn the channel to the XFL. You're 100%. And as soon as the CFL is back on the field, they're going to come back. Oh, the I'm not generation. sure that's no, not. Oh, I, that's I, the problem. I, the, the, the hardcore fans that we have in this league at this point in time are not going anywhere. The riders could take age, a decade though. off. The, the riders could take a decade off. And they would That's still one have team. fans. That's but. one team. The average age of a CFL fan is dust. So once and we're here's going, the other here's here's the other thing. You may be right uh, to an extent about the hardcore fans. You can't just survive on the hardcore fans. You need casual fans that are not I, I, hardcore fans agree, over and above Charles. that. That's agree. where your problem comes in. The casual fans, our problem's been for the last years, 10 years. Right, but it's going to get worse if you're off for two years. Out of sight, out of mind. The players, the, 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 the league is going to say, this is what we need to do. And the players are going to say, well, I don't think so. And the league says, we're, this is what we need to do or we cannot play. And the players are going to cave other time. Whether you believe it or not, I'm saying it right now on this show, the league is going to get what they want. They always have. They always will. Will, you got anything on this? No, I'm just enjoying the conversation. I figured you would be. What do you think is going to happen, Will? Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like to, I don't like to agree with Christopher ever, but I, I personally think you're 100% right. Uh, 
the players aren't going to get anything. They can they can call it negotiation. They can call it renegotiation. Call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. But they're not going to give anything up. They never do, and they never. The owners will. are going to dictate. It's not a negotiation. So it's a dictation. Absolutely, and 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 in most, once again, that that kind of hits the problem on the head, i.e., about everything we've talked about where somebody else has to take this league over, and there can be owners, but they cannot dictate everything. Which, which, as I've said before, that'll never happen either, because as the owner of a team, I'm not going to give control to anybody. Okay? It's my money. I do what I want to do. And so it'll just still be the same way. And that's where I I agree. Yeah, and I and I guess what'll happen is we'll go back to the same way we've always been, and some players will make money and make enough money to keep them happy for a little while, and then when they leave the league, they'll badmouth the league a whole bunch, but they still made their money, and they'll say they 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 should have made more money, and yeah, it's uh in my mind it's an ugly thing. But bottom line, once again, you know me. All I want to do is watch football. Are you, are you going to if, if any of this? If the I CFL disappears next year, shit. are you going to come back in two years and watch the CFL in twenty twenty two? I'll come back. I'll come back in ten fucking years. Okay. But that's us, the dusty old white guys. I'm talking about the future of the I, league. I. I know what you're talking about, I'm talking Mark. I'm just telling you it now. doesn't matter. It's going to have to matter, though. It's, it's not. It's have to. To who? Who's it going to matter to? It matters the, to the Players Association? 100%. Does it matter to the owners? No. And you, you, you're I mean, taking an emotional position here in a logical no. situation. No, I am looking at it logically for 20 years down the road. Yeah, obviously not. Not two years from now. Because if there's no CFL football for two years, when it comes back, people are going to go CFL. Oh, no, no, you know what? Click. I'm going to watch the Vikings. <laughs> Click. I'm going to watch the Cowboys. Click. Uh, I'm going to go gonna be bored. Golf. People watch um, the CFL because it's exciting. No, 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 no. There are lots of people out there. There are lots of people out there who do not watch NFL football, oh, and they are still CFL fans. And, and Mark, they'll come uh, back for the CFL being boring. You didn't watch football last week, or for the NFL being NFL, boring. Sorry, you, mean. you didn't watch football last week, though. You did they not what? watch football last week. The, the football in the NFL last week was amazing. There was some amazing football games. Like 80 points scored the whole bit. Good. Good for them. It's not boring anymore. <laughs> there's still some boring teams because there's 32 teams or however many teams, but it, it's not the boring old NFL we're used to. Hell, the guy threw for over 500 yards and lost. The Cleveland. <laughs> to Cleveland, yes. To Cle- they lost to Cleveland? 
And seriously, yeah, for over 500 Cleveland yards. put up 49 points. Wow. Yes. That's more than they have in some seasons. Yes. <laughs> so Okay, and you guys have noticed throughout this entire podcast, and we've gone for an hour and a half now, I have not mentioned one word, not one word about Alex Singleton scoring a touchdown, have I? <laughs> Wow, that's even on the that's on the list too. We're not going to get to it. Gonna get to it. Oh, we have well, to. I'm get talking to. about it right now. It if Alex Singleton didn't get that interception, he shouldn't be in the NFL. The ball <laughs> hit him right in the fucking chest. Okay. That ball the could not have no been any worse thrown. I, I, my I, question he, is: Is how is that quarterback in the NFL? Well, he's the third string quarterback. Their quarterbacks are injured. Okay. Um, and and it's the best part about that whole Marcus thing Marcus Crandall wouldn't have thrown that ball is, is Alex Singleton Instead of you know Slowing down at the end zone He just ran through people Which I kind of enjoyed But I'm, I'm thinking everybody out there is thinking to himself Oh Alex Singleton he's in the NFL now for sure No he's not No he's Philadelphia not he's is, Philadelphia is horrible Okay and he's not even a starter on that team. And when he did play the other night, in my mind, and I and you guys know how much an Alex Singleton fan I am, I don't think he did that well. He looked like a, a fish out of water, in my mind. Yeah. And maybe it's a repetition thing. But, yeah, so I didn't get – it was kind of – it was exciting to see him – you know what? I was more excited when the NFL mentioned the Calgary Stampeders. That excited me. Yeah. Okay. That really. And it should have. So, you know, whatever. And of course, uh, Philadelphia won that game. That's the first game they've won this year. But now they're in first place in their division. If I'm correct, is that correct, Charles? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because that division is horrible. It's a disaster. The NFC is yes. just kind of sad, yes. Yeah. So. And, Mark, I've watched all this football, and you know what? It's not bad football, but it's not CFL football in my mind. Sorry. Agreed, but it's not the boring NFL that it used to be. I still find it boring. I still find I it boring. I still, I, I still, I still think you get two and a half yards of play and you're going to get a first down. To me, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Oh no, agreed. But you don't, you don't I, have I to have be creative. Been enjoying it. You don't have to be creative, but I mean, you know what? And and Christopher doesn't know this because he doesn't watch this. But in my mind, right now, the most exciting NFL team is who? Seattle Seahawks. Yep. No, the Cleveland Browns, man. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Did you see what's his name score those two touchdowns? Like, come on, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Now that's exciting football. That that was CFL style football. Yep. Fifteen yeah. yard pass, eighty yard run. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
Can they so, keep it up? But tomorrow CFL started. I wouldn't watch NFL until the CFL was over. And that's just me because I'm a diehard. But I think there's a whole lot of people like that. I think there is too. So I mean, you tell me, tell me this, Mark. How many years was how many years were the Jets not in the NHL? Tennis, fifteen. Oh no, it was more than that. Was it that? Oh yeah, twenty. Oh, they 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 were gone in ninety six, I think, with their ninety five was their last year, and two thousand eleven. So that's like sixteen years. Sixteen years. Yeah. Okay, and the fans came back big time. I know we're talking the NHL. Okay. Okay. And if and we put a football team in Baltimore, would the fans come back? How long has that been? I think so. Yeah. 25 years? In 20 years. I don't know if there's enough to put in a stadium. I, I, but it well, would come but, back. Uh, maybe. And, mm-hmm. Hey, Mark, and what are, what, are the, what are the jet crowds like nowadays? Oh, I can get a ticket easy to any game other than Montreal, Toronto, or Philadelphia. So they're sucking hind head again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like they used to. Mm-hmm. And the fans have gone away again, like they used to. Yep. Are they going to lose the team? No. No. Uh, they're owned by one of the richest men in Canada. So no, there's no problem there. Um, but but he doesn't want to lose money. So, you know, he'd rather just he's not the, the only team. Or, he, he won't do that. You know, no. The, I mean, the, isn't that the yeah. argument you gave me? No. Isn't that no. the stupid he's argument not, that you gave me? No, he's, not at he's all. not want to. Yeah. No, because they still make money. They they're one of the top. I think they're in the top fifteen for jerseys sales. Um, they've also got. I think it's the second highest ticket prices. Their third highest ticket prices in the NHL. Um, they're not losing money. They're losing fans. Which eventually are they really losing them. fans though? Because I oh, just yeah. looked it up. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Their average is still. Their average at one hundred and eight percent capacity. Fifteen thousand seven ninety four. That's what their state. That's what their arena holds. Yeah, it's like saying that there was thirty thousand at a BC Lion game. So it's, it's paper tickets, then. It, it's it's tickets sold. It's not people in the stands. I can get tickets okay. to any game. But any at game. that point, the the team doesn't care if they've sold the tickets. They no. don't care. No, but it, the Jets are quickly dropping off the sports landscape again. The Bombers winning the Grey Cup. Because they're not any good. Yeah, and the Bombers winning the Grey Cup. That puts the Bombers over top of the Jets right away for a short time. And now... The season's gone for two years. Ouch. That puts them right down at the bottom again. Because The, the fans may play. come back, but it's going to take a while. Yeah. The, the NHL's going to play no matter what. Yeah. They're, not, you know, they're saying January. Eventually, they'll play. With the NFL and baseball now putting people in the stands. The NHL will too. Well, I guess baseball hasn't yet, but 
Um, the NFL has, college football has. So the NHL will too now. The CFL has to come back with fans. They have to. If they come back, or when they come back, they'll come back with fans. Yeah. Will it be next year? I don't know. If they can give uh, the government a good enough proposal. We saw what happened the last time Ambrose had to do a proposal. The government's going to come to the table for the CFL. It's going to happen. It just has to be done properly. I have no doubt in my mind. It, it, it was just done by an absolute amateur. I could have done a better job. And that's sad. You see, what we haven't talked about is when the election happens in the U.S. in November and there's a civil war, NFL will suspend all play. NFL will suspend all play, so it'll be perfect. Well, that's because all the stadiums will be burned down. In there. What was that? All the, all the stadiums will be burnt down. That's correct. Or blown up. One of the two. Will Will does have a point here. He's not being fast- There no, is a potential for something say, really chose, bad happening down there. I mean, I, I I'm scared. I honestly am scared of what's going to happen. To be honest, I uh, that that is that's like a powder keg ready to go up. Do you know how close well, no, and, you live and, to the border? Yeah. That's what's concerning. <laughs> it should be. And you see, and you see, the other thing is, I watch things, and right now the crime rate in Las Vegas is up by sixteen percent. Okay, that's big numbers, man. It's and, huge. And people are Absolutely just huge. getting a little wacky. Okay, and I think it's only going to get worse. And I mean, hey, you know what? Let's talk about this. I mean, we talk, say. If there's no CFL, will people go back? No, probably not. I'm I'm the same way with Vegas. If I can't go to Vegas for five years, you think I'll ever not go again? Not a chance. The minute it opens up, I'll be there. People just don't give up on the things they like. You know what I mean? Well, the things they love. Yeah, there you go. You just have to take a logical position. Okay. Now, we've talked about this ridiculous interception by Alex Singleton. Uh, we've talked about Dave Naylor's six questions. We've got 15 minutes left of the thing. We've talked about Gary Stern. <clears throat> Rob Vanstone says that Chris Jones made the riders better. Did he? Well, <clears throat> I had some words to say on to a couple of Ryder fans on this, and my answer to that is yes, Chris Jones made the Riders better. Did Chris Jones make the Riders good enough? No. Did he put in some systems, some play, uh, some processes to make this team improve over time? Yes. Did they turn? had a hell of a season with a rookie head coach? Yes. Was it because it was the rookie head coach? No. 
it was because Chris Jones made that team better. He did so by cheating, but he did make the team better. My opinion, he was good for every team that he has been with, whether it was Calgary, whether it was Montreal. Was he in Montreal? Yeah, he was in Montreal. Uh, Edmonton, Saskatchewan. I think he was even in Toronto. I think he's got five Grey Cup rings. Four or five. Yes. He has made every... Look at the Cleveland Browns, damn it. Um, how could he not have made the Riders a better organization? A better team? I mean, first, a, a team that is morally and ethically bankrupt... Uh, he fit right in. Charles, take it away. Did he make oh, the team boy. better? Uh, they were better. Yeah, they were marginally better. They didn't win any Grey Cups or anything, that's for sure. And the tactics he used were shady at best. Uh, did he make them better? Yes. Did he make them a champion? No. Did he make them better using legal means? No. No. But he made them better. So did the ends justify the do the ends justify the means? I for most Ryder fans. Well, for a lot of them, yeah, fair enough. But uh I don't know. They're one hundred percent cake. They 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 agree with cheating as long as they win. Yeah, apparently. Then again, I think most teams would, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Most teams didn't do it. Um, but um, yeah, the, the article I think was a little bit um, patting uh, patting him on the back a little bit, uh, a little bit too much. Um, he didn't prove the team, but he didn't get them to the point where they won the top, where they won the championship. He got them to the division final where they lost, and then he split on them half, right before a season started. So, I mean, sure, yeah, you can look at it and say he made the team a bit better, but um, you know, let's not make him out to be a god or anything. Um, there are lots of coaches that make teams better. That doesn't mean that they're winning winning Grey Cups or anything like that. Agreed. Agreed. But, I mean, he did yep. the same thing in Edmonton, right? He won the Grey Cup. He he was out the door before he even won the game. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much knew he was going to Saskatchewan before that game was even over because there were already rumors in the in the media before that happened. We um, all knew it was happening. Yeah. And then let's say you got a, uh, a, um, a coach that takes over a two-win team. And the next year, they're a six-wing team. Well, he improved the team. 300%. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, sure, he improved the team. Is that saying much? No, not really. You could just as easily say that Craig Dickinson improved the team even more because they won their division the next year, which they didn't do under Chris Jones. No, but would he have been able to win the division if Chris Jones hadn't put the team in the position that he had? That's my question. Would Chris, uh, yes, would, he would, because would, one of the things one of the things Chris Jones did there was a decent quarterback. 
and Cardi Fajar- Cody Fajardo turned out to be a decent quarterback. And I think that was one of the biggest differences. Jones wouldn't have used Fajardo right anyway. No. No, we no. he didn't did. care about okay. offense at all. We do that. Okay, so let, let's stop for a second. Chris Jones was with the Riders for one season or two? Two, I believe. Okay, if Chris Jones, and he took over a pathetic team, right? They were like three wins, two wins, three wins. It was yeah. pathetic. Okay, could Craig Dickinson have done that? Done, would he have accomplished what Chris Jones did? If Chris Jones didn't do what he did to make the team where he was when he left and Dickinson took over and made some little tweaks and improved the offense, would the Riders have been the team that they were last year? I mean, it's all speculation. I know that. Probably not. Probably not. Well, but you know what? You know what? Um, I would say that, that... That Dickinson had as much experience as Chris Jones did. Yeah, he's been in this league for a long time. And and, and you know what? And, and and his best at best he was a special teams coordinator, right? Right. At best, that's a, that's a right. Mike O'Shea thing. Did you love Mike O'Shea the first year he was head coach? <laughs> I've never liked Mike O'Shea, but if you think back to if you think back. Okay, in reality, Chris Jones was, he was only, what was he a head coach for, for three years in total yeah. in the CFL? Yeah, one in Edmonton and two in Saskatchewan. He was only a defensive coordinator. No, no, he so, was a head coach for three years. Yeah, yeah, but, but if you say before he was a head coach, he was only a defensive coordinator. Yeah, it's different okay, from being a so special team guy. Dickinson credit where credit is due. I mean, he might have built it differently than Jones did. I mean, maybe Dickinson would have ignored the defense and just piled high on the offense. But you you don't know. No, we and, don't and, know. And in reality, my biggest we... my biggest issue with Chris Jones is he used he used everybody throughout the league continuously until he got where he wanted to be. And that was in the USA. Yep. No one's arguing that. In my mind, he didn't give a shit about the CFL. Ever? Just no, he always saw that as a stepping stone. It was a resume. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, just, I, I, I don't really... I'm not really crazy about that. Okay, the so here, here's the Jones take on this. Have over, the one thing Jones has is that players followed him. Yes, and so and coaches. Jones still in Saskatchewan, Willie Jefferson would not be in Winnipeg. There's no, no. chance. No. So he did have – he's an ass to the league, but he must have been doing something right with the players. I respect Chris Jones as a football coach in the CFL and now in the NFL. That does not mean I like him. Yep. I respect his abilities to coach a football team. I'm not really big on him as a general manager, 
But there's no question he's an amazing coach. Doesn't mean I like him, because I don't. I don't like him as a human being, and I don't like him as part of my league. Because he doesn't respect the league. Okay, you got to respect the game. And that's important. And he saw it as a, as a stepping stone to his final thing. And, and that's good. That, that's good for him. That's good for his family. No question about it. I don't regret. I don't begrudge him that. Doesn't mean I have to like it. So, what do you think, Charles? I already went on this one. Oh, did you? Everybody's yeah. gone on this one then, have they? Yep. we got three minutes left anyway. Oh, do we? Are we that? Well, yep. geez, man, we're gone. What else can we do here? I'm flies and you're having fun. Okay, uh, real quick. Who would be your pick for league's best passing tandem? Current players. I'm going to be biased and say Mike Riley and Brian Burnham. William? Um, um, Marcus Crandall, Nick Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> You're going to come up with a pair real quick before we run out of time, or do I just go Paul over Levi to Mark? Mitchell, Paul Levi Mitchell and 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 Kamal. Uh, Paul What's Levi his name? Mitchell and, and, What's his name? And that black guy. He's the tall yeah. receiver. He's got knee problems. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. No, but that's okay. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, but I'm okay with it. Mark, who's your best passing right now, today, in the league? Just to make it different from everybody else, I'm going to say Dane Evans to Brandon Banks. Hmm. Interesting, considering Dane Evans is the starting quarterback, but I like that. Um, I'm going to take Riley and Burnham. There is nobody better. I mean, the BC Lions absolutely Yet both of those players were leading in their prospective division uh, categories. Got to say something, man. They had they had some chemistry. Agree? Disagree? Any arguments? Anything going out I there? Agree. I, I, no, I agree. Riley was the number one quarterback. What's that? No, he, he was. Wasn't. Riley was he the was. number one quarterback. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Pajardo led the league in passing. In yardage, Only yeah. because Riley missed the last three games. <laughs> you don't put an asterisk beside it. Who led the league in passing? He was leading the league in passing when he was... And? Was he leading the league in passing out when he got hit? No, he he was fine. What are you talking about? I don't know. Man, you, you really have some issues here. You have some issues. As much as we want to, as much as we have to hate it, 
Cody Fajardo, stats-wise, is the number 